0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to Barefoot Radio, the show that aims to guide and support you in connecting, transforming, and growing in all things love, soul, and spirit. I am your host, Leanne the Barefoot Medium. I'm an international medium, twin flame, transformational coach, and author who is absolutely passionate about reconnecting people with their loved ones who've passed over as well as providing people with practical knowledge and guidance, tools and techniques you can use in your everyday lives to embrace what you love and what brings you into connection with your joy so you can be more of your authentic self and manifest all that you desire in life. Feel free to kick off your shoes, sit back, relax and enjoy today's episode where I'm joined by Karen Pervez as we discuss gratitude, helping with grief and loss. Now, Karen's practice of gratitude and appreciation encompasses all facets of her life, seeing her through the highs and the lows of life, and especially helped her to move through the grief and loss of her daughter. Welcome, Karen.
1: Hello, Leanne, and thank you very much for
0: inviting me to join you today. Pleasure. I'm very excited. Tell listeners, if you can, a little bit about your story, about your journey and how you are doing what you're doing today. Okay.
1: Well, it goes back 20 years. Um, I'm not going to give you a blow-by-click-blow blow account of 20 years. Don't worry. But I first um, – so in the beginning I had this great plan right? that I – was really really unhappy with my marriage so i needed to m- move out of that and i had this great job and so i found a i found a, a, an apartment near my kids school everything was going to be okay best laid plans that's all i've <laughs> got to say best laid plans you know when we make big changes in our life we sort of ha- create a um, the pillars from which we're going to they're going to they're support us I always think about the pillars like a um, milking chair, you know, the, the little stool that's got three legs. And, of course, you need all three legs because if one disappears, it's really difficult to carry on. So um, so not only did I make this big move, but then six weeks later, I was voted off the board of my, my fabulous job. I was on two legs. Oh. And uh, there I wobbled for quite some time until – Really, the burden of carrying my weight on these two pillars was too much. I became homeless. And even that has a little twist to it, you know, that um, I tried to safeguard myself all the way through. And I didn't even know that you could become homeless so easily. And it was with homelessness that I, I thought, I've really got to do something different So everything that I've done so far, all my attitude, my beliefs have got me to where I am today. And that was in 1999. And so that's when I really searched for um, doing something different. And at that time there were lots of new age bookshops and things like that, and that's where I found a book on gratitude. And I took it home because I thought, hmm, this looks good. And that's where I was introduced to gratitude. So, and this goes with the theme of loss and grief, because when you're great, when you're, when you're homeless, you've actually lost your station in life. Mm. You haven't just lost your home, you know, a roof over your head, but it's all the other norms that you had uh, and that you have when you have a, you have a roof, like you have an address. Mm. Um, somehow you're bona fide when you have an address, you know, how, you know, you can't get a job without an address. You can't actually, um, have a bank account, open up a bank account without an address. There are lots of things that then become closed to you when you don't have an address. And, um, you know, and I'd seen homeless people and I, I thought, oh, you know, homeless people are only people who, you know, have got major problems. But actually, I found that, and by doing the research after afterwards, when after I'd recovered, um, that most people are only two paychecks away from being homeless. Yeah. And, you know, there by the grace of God, and I'm, you know, I'm not particularly uh, religious, but, you know, providence is there that saves most people from that fate. So... And the thing is I didn't even know when I was homeless I didn't even know how that how I was feeling was grief mm. it was just such a a horrible dark desolate feeling it was like walking through a swamp when all the fog and mist was coming and it was cold and damp and you know and you want to, you put your toe there and you thought whoa I don't want to be there anymore mm. and so that experience really took me a long time to process but in the meantime I'd um had started Gratitude and I started gratitude the same way I think everyone else starts gratitude. You think, oh, wow, this is a really good idea. And you start it and you do your gratitude journal and you write up your five a day or your ten a day or your three a day and you think, oh, wow, this is great. And your life starts picking up and everything starts going well and you go, hmm, finish with that now. Don't need any more gratitude journal. I'm okay. I'm sorted. And then time goes on and things don't quite work out and you think hmm what was I doing last year when everything was going so well oh I'll dig out my gratitude journal and I'll start my gratitude journal again and that went on for quite some time until I realized that actually there has to be a better way than this topsy-turvy you know highs and lows you know and you know really I think that's also about Human nature, you know, we think that everything's in a box. You know, we think we can compartmentize things when really there is a thread going through our life. And by making gratitude my thread, um, life has actually become more full. Mm. It hasn't protected me from further losses and further grief, but it has given me the tools really the perspective the understanding that when curveballs arrive when shit hits the fan gratitude's there to help you mm. and that's really what's been my saving grace really all the way through my life yeah
0: i just want to pick up on you you've shared quite a bit in there that i'd like to pick up on and go okay you know, we talk about making big plans and having changes that we experience in life. And, you know, I'm sure people who are listening will relate to every time you go through big changes or you're making plans to where it is you want to go, whether it's with career or love, relationships, family, home, like you're talking about, then big changes or big forward movements are often preceded by big ways of letting go. And there may in amongst that be losses, whether it's friendships, businesses, Mm. finances, uh, jobs, or even like you said, homes. And I think it's really important that, When we talk grief and loss, we often think about that in terms of a loved one dying or passing and it doesn't just relate to that. So I really love how you bring that in and, um, you know, the wobbly moments and allowing yourself to go, okay, I'm experiencing a wobble or I'm experiencing big change or big letting go and having that attitude of gratitude because whether we know it or not, the the traumatic experiences or the big changes or the big losses are for our greatest and highest good mm-hmm. and they are to get us to where we want to go because from a spiritual perspective our soul knows our plan and we as humans tend to hold on to things that no longer with that plan so I love how you talk about I'd had big plans so did your soul yes
1: that's right and you know um and then when my daughter died my daughter died five years ago and Mm -hmm. that was a sudden death so she didn't commit suicide it was just a sudden death um and you know that was also part of the plan and obviously not my plan Mm. but it was all part of the plan um because we were we were very strong you know uh, I would always regard us as soulmates Mm. and um you know I realize now that I would never have done what I've done so far like in the last five years had she have been alive because you know we would have had a different it would have been completely different yeah. And I've got, you know, I've always thought even, like, even the, you know, so and this is gratitude. This is gratitude in action in that I, I was ne- I've never, I'm not grateful for her death. You know, don't get me wrong. I'm not grateful she died. However, I am grateful for the generosity that she showed having le- having left early mm. or early in, um, like, human terms. She was 22. Mm. And um, because she gave in life as well as in death. So her leaving was actually a really generous act to me because it enabled me to use the grief to transform myself. Mm. And, you know, a lot of people don't realise that grief is actually transformational. It's not a a burden. You know, a lot of people think about grief as... You know, having to carry this burden over your on your back forever you know through this lifetime and and actually I actually uh, you know I really really want me want to tell as many people as possible like grief is not a burden, it's a transformation hmm. if only we're open to that transformation, and you know while we're having a burden, we're not letting that person go. You know, we're, we're not, we're not, we're not doing like they—they've gone, and if you're close to them, they're likely to be helping you with what, what with your next phase in, of this life. Mm. And if you, if you hold on to the burden, you can't be, you can't be living your whole the life the way
0: it it could be. Yeah. And I I love how you explain that and it's, you know, really timely that we do this topic because I've just finished writing a chapter in my next book on grief and loss with relation to mediumship in particular and connecting with past over loved ones and explaining that grief is transformational. It is a gift if we're able to look at it in a way that, you know, serves our soul because you're right, our loved ones can be soulmates as well and that's what a lot of people don't realise. Soulmates can be friends, family, lovers, partners, whatever. And, you know, a soulmate is simply someone who's here to connect with us as part of our journey in this lifetime, whatever that experience Mm -hmm. two souls agree to and that's what it is it's two souls coming together to connect learn grow and experience things together now that can be a beautiful loving experience or a challenging experience for some it depends and when a soul leaves this physical earth and passes i believe they go to it's like another world another realm another suburb if you like another home whatever you want to call it whether you call that heaven or or whatever your belief systems are and while there's a leaving or a loss from the physical there's a reunion and a welcoming home on the other side and I love how you say about you know not being grateful for her death being grateful for the experiences it's now allowed you to step into is where that gift comes in. And, you know, I've had many loved ones pass in my life and one that really stands out for me that got me to step into my work as a medium mm-hmm. is a, a dear friend who was 28 and he passed suddenly in a, in a car accident, very sudden, And he was the first person that I remember as an adult because I'd blocked all of my gifts as a child, the first spirit person who'd come to me and talked to me and said, right, it's time. And that was his gift to me was stepping into my work, into my purpose. And that I feel like is part of the gift that your daughter's given you is stepping into your purpose.
1: Yes, very much so. So it's not that you know I also feel that you do know, that there's society puts an urgency on us delivering our purpose, right? And if you haven't done it by 35, what the have you been doing? Yep. You know, and I even notice it now with, uh in some Facebook groups, you know, you know, you know, what are you doing? Aren't you retired? Why aren't you, you know, and I look at life as this is my life. And, um you know, I've got another, I've got another 40 years to go yet. I've mm. got a whole new career. I've got a whole career. So if we sort of think about, you know, the old way of thinking about it, that, you know, we we're children we go to university or we finish our education at say 22 we start work at 22 and go to 65 that's a 40 year lifespan Mm. well i've still got a 40 year lifespan so i've got a whole new career a whole new life to actually and it you know i don't see myself at 62 as being over the hill yeah just like you know, when my mother was forty, you know there are all these cards saying, "Oh, you're over the hill now." Yeah. You know that doesn't happen anymore. No. And and that's really that's part of what really I think what I bring now is to show people that at you know at sixty-two you can be starting on something completely new. Yeah. And 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 life is a, is as in fact I think life is more exciting now than it was when I was twenty-two or forty-two. I have a lot more confidence. I've been around the block. I went around the block at twenty two I went around the block at forty two now. The blocks are very different. Yeah. The people I attract in my life is very are very different. I How that. I respond to people is very different.
0: Mm. Mm. So talk to me, Karen, a little bit about practice the practice of gratitude. And, you know, giving our listeners a little bit of some tips on how they can bring gratitude and appreciation into their everyday life and how that works. Okay. So one of the things that uh,
1: I know, I've had clients with uh, creating a gratitude practice and I know one of the things that they struggle with is new day, blank page mm. and they've already done the kids the family the health the whatever the mm. previous day and really what i what the biggest thing i can offer you is that if you think about your family or you think about your kids you don't say i'm grateful for having my kids what you do is you pick a child or whatever it is you know um Let's say someone's special in your life because everyone will have someone special regardless of whether it's a child, a grown-up child, a partner, mm. a friend. Someone, Everyone will have someone special. And you put them in your, in your mind's eye and you, you go, okay, what is it about that person that makes them special to me? And then you can write down what you're grateful for. So these can be, you know, the way they hold their head the way they nod when they listen to you, the way they smile when you tell a joke, even though you know your jokes aren't that great. Mm -hmm. You know, it's the fact they always dress elegantly or however they dress, really break it down because, and this is what I say, is that the extraordinary is always in the ordinary. Yeah. And it's how we see the ordinary that makes life extraordinary. Yeah. So, you know, and in I, I've written a book, Gratitude Prompts, and it's got sixty-five topics, and we go in and look at different topics. They, you know, I talk about teeth. Mm. I mean, how many times have you even thought about being grateful for your teeth? And yet, you know, you can spend a whole you can you can easily, easily create 10 things to be grateful for
0: your teeth and i and i love that you know gratitude does just come back to those basic everyday things doesn't it
1: yeah because we're so abundant and that's the same as you know putting your loved one in a in your mind's eye and breaking it all down and that's what gratitude that's when you're when you're, um, and it's not just having an grat- attitude of gratitude, that's earlier on, but when gratitude becomes integral to your life, you see everything as being abundant. You know, everything you look at is abundance. You know, the plants that you see, the fact that I've got an office, that's, that's, that, that's a demonstration to me of my abundance. I, I'm, not, I'm not sitting in a field.
0: No, and and I know that, you know, coming back to what we first talked about was big changes and when you're going through challenging times in life, it can be for for listeners, you know, and I know in the past I've been in the same space where it's like, okay, get into that mindset of gratitude and, you know, lift yourself above the challenges and the problems that are going on and... You know, you have to be authentic with where you are as well and for me it's not about just going into a practice of I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for this and that and and rattling them off if you don't feel it. And if you need to come back to things like the basics of I'm grateful for the air I'm breathing to get you there, then start with that because there can be it can be challenging for some people to get to that space
1: i uh so for for two years i took sunrise photos every morning mm-hmm. and that was really my gratitude practice because it would invoke the feelings of connection with nature with feeling abundant and it's and it it helped with the processing of um or the healing of me me becoming whole and that was two years I you know and I've and that was important to me that was a that was that was really the only way that I maintained a a real connection with nature well I'm a nature person so I'm an earthbound um spiritual person so I get I'm fed very much from nature, um, and it's trees
0: and it's all about nature. Not necessarily animals, but you know flora. You know whatever gets you into a space where you can feel the gratitude. With you know, if you've lost a loved one, it can be a really challenging experience too. Or if you you've become homeless, and I'm sure that's how you stepped into that space. It can be really challenging for people to go, I'm grateful for this experience and see what's in it for them. So what start with things like the sunset, start yep. with things like the air, start with, you know, the fact that you've you've got whatever you've got. So, you know, for you that's what got you that feel. And other people might be about getting in the water. I'm grateful for the ocean. I'm grateful for, you know, the cup of coffee that I got made for me this morning. I'm grateful for whatever gets you to the feel of gratitude. Do that. Yep. But also you
1: can, um, there's also another thing that you might be, you might have your eyes shut. Mm. And I don't necessarily mean your physical eyes. Um. So when you're, when we're wounded, we may just be in that cocoon where we live in that woundedness. And the big step is to actually be open to looking at the clouds, to going for a swim, to seeing a sunrise or seeing a sunset or seeing the perfection of a, of a bloom.
0: Exactly,
1: and. Those are the little tiny things. If you can, if you're, if you're really in big in grief at the moment, if you can take yourself to a botanical garden or a municipal, municipal park where they have flowers and trees, and just be
0: hmm.
1: and see and see. Right? You don't. It doesn't. You don't put any pressure on you. Just, yeah. just go, be and see. Yeah. And in the book, I talk about, um, stop, see, and savor. And that's really all you need to do Mm. is to stop and stop the ticker tape stuff about whatever's going on in your head about the grief. You know, the, you know, it it depends on how your loved one dies as to what the, um, what the chat, the inner chatter is. You know, and if someone actually commits suicide, you know, there'll be, there could be a lot of, if only, if only if only you know dot 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 if only actually just let it go because you couldn't there it's happened it's in the past now there's no if only you know um, and that happens with lots of different ways that people die you know we beat ourselves up needless you know unnecessarily because that person they let that it was all set out that it was going to be done, it was going to be like that And it's for us to find the strength. And that strength is usually stopping, seeing and savouring and just giving giving yourself a
0: break. And I'm just getting mindful of the time that we've got here, Karen. So I am going to to say thank you so much for sharing your journey around grief and, and how... You've stepped into your practice of gratitude to support you through that, whether it is through your, your experiences of homelessness or through your loss of your daughter. And I hope that listeners have gained some valuable insights and knowledge and some practical tools that you can move forward with to I hope so too. support you in moving through some challenging times and transforming your experiences. Karen, can you just share briefly with people where they can connect to you if they'd like further information?
1: Okay, so um, you can find me on Facebook um, with Karen Purvis, um, live abundantly with gratitude. That's the Facebook page with just my name. If you type in my name, abundance uh, gratitudes everywhere with me, or you could look on um, Instagram with. The handle Karen Purvis right LinkedIn I'm Karen Purvis Twitter I'm Karen Purvis Facebook I'm Karen Purvis and that's P-U-R-V-E-S
0: so thank you. thank you so much for that and for those of you listening who'd like to connect with me further please jump on my website thebarefootmedium.com.au or you can connect with me on Facebook as well Leanne the Barefoot Medium or on Instagram the Barefoot Medium and i thank you all so much for joining me on this episode of barefoot radio and i hope you have gained some valuable insights to support you in connecting, transforming and growing in all things love, soul and spirit in your everyday life wherever you are, whatever you are doing and whoever it is you are with i wish you a magical and loving and joyful journey and I look forward to connecting with you in the next episode of Barefoot Radio.